In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing stopping a killer outside. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article Outer Guard. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website sheepdogchurchsecurity.net and look under the news tab. So let's begin in the Bible. This one, this verse for you is Nehemiah 4 verse 18 and it reads like this. For the builders, everyone had a sword girded by his side and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. So we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Obviously, we're big fans of Nehemiah around here because it's a perfect example, just one of the many examples, where God calls on his people to have a defensive posture. They're surrounded by enemy. Nobody wanted to see them succeed. And they were willing to use violence in order to stop Nehemiah. And so they posted a guard. They were prepared for any sort of attack that could come. And that's exactly what we are as sheepdogs. We are modern day uh, people called by God to defend his people, to defend the church. Before we continue, I want to remind you to share this video and uh, get it out there to your friends and your family and people in your church and part of your team and staff and volunteers from other ministries. And then get the show notes. And it's just kind of a little cheat sheet for you that you can just kind of read through it. And as you're talking to people next week or throughout this next week, you can bring up the talking points and see what their thoughts are. And it's a way to expand our knowledge as a church, as a safety ministry. And it's also a way to keep us sharp. So I have some news stories here for you. Uh, the first one is Ames, Iowa. This is June 2nd, 2022. Two female state, uh, Iowa State University students, age 21 and 22, and a third woman uh, were walking through the parking lot of a church on their way to a Bible study. A 33-year-old former boyfriend of the 21-year-old approached them and shot and killed the two students. The third woman escaped. He then turned the gun on himself. So here we are, prior to a Bible study, who knows what other events were going on at this church. And this guy was probably lying in wait. Very, you know, very likely was knew she was going to be there and waited for them and then ambushed them. Um, East Baltimore, Maryland, uh, November 16, 2021. A 69-year-old custodian of a church came and let construction workers in. That evening, another member of the church found her bloodied body in the restroom. A man in, um, in the community began um, standing guard outside the church, hoping to prevent this from happening again. Um, half a month later, an arrest was made. The suspect was a day laborer hired by the construction contractor to help move pews. Not long before, he had been released from prison. His record includes robbery and rape. Los Angeles, California, November 17, 2021. For two decades, a recovered drug addict on the pastoral staff of the Los Angeles church had helped dozens of people escape addiction. 
One Sunday morning, he stepped outside to get fresh air after teaching a class um, before going into the worship service. Someone shot and killed him, then got into a waiting car and sped away. So here's another one. This is Sunday, and he's you know has a special class in the morning and then goes into the worship service. So there's people there, and somebody's waiting and kills him. Uh, Tampa, Florida, November 14th, 2017. A suspected serial killer in the Simone, I'm going to say this, Seminole Heights sector of uh, Tampa claimed his fourth victim outside a church. A volunteer helping feed homeless and other needing persons was shot in the back by a man dressed in all black. So here we are. We have these attacks that occur on the outside of the church. While some of them can be completely random or have nothing to do with the church, in these examples here, and in some of those active shooter courses, lessons learned from, you know, if you're listening to those programs, the lessons learned from active shooter situations, sometimes it's an ambush. They're waiting. They know. They're sitting out in the parking lot waiting for that person to come out or for that person to be going in to do that attack. Now, some of these attacks can even then, once it starts outside, they go inside and things continue to be really bad and more casualties you know um, happen and so we have to be watching our parking lots that has to be a big part of it um, 75% over 75% of all of the um, deadly force incidents that are tracked by Carl Chan and the faith-based security network um, they start in outside the building they start in the parking lot and so if we can take steps to watch that and be ready for that, we can potentially stop or, you know, we can stop up to, you know, 75% of these active shooters or at least mitigate them, right? So it doesn't continue to go on with multiple dead or go on to people inside the church dead. So we have to be watching the outside. And I know I, you know, I bang this drum a whole lot, but when I still talk to people on the phone and I'm interacting with you in class or, or maybe it's the Thursday office hours where we're meeting online and we're just talking about whatever you want to talk about, one of the questions I often ask is, what is your exterior security profile? I mean, what are you doing to, to mitigate those kind of threats from outside the building? Now, some of you have cameras, <clears throat> camera systems. That's excellent as long as they're being monitored. You know, give it, give a good example of an example I gave not too long ago where a church um, was in service, nobody was patrolling, but they had cameras. And the camera captured a pickup truck pulling up to a garage that was left unlocked. They opened it up and they took a bunch of thousands of dollars worth of power tools and all kinds of stuff. And so cameras are great as long as we're watching them. Now, I don't mean 24 or 7, but basically if the church is open, somebody has to be watching those cameras. Even if it's just, you know, I, I, I think about my past church, they um, ended up putting a screen in, um, on the desk of the uh, secretary. And now it didn't have all the cameras on there, but it had the primary ones, you know, and all of them were like the, the doors that people could approach and all that kind of stuff. That's something we could do during the week. But anyway, the point still comes down to this. If we have camera systems, they have to be monitored when church is in session. Um, the next thing 
is patrolling the parking lot. You know, I, I kind of get the whole idea why we don't want to patrol the parking lot because, you know, so here in Minnesota, um, things get icy, things get cold, it's uncomfortable to go out there. And there are sometimes it seems like it doesn't matter how much clothing you put on, you're still going to be cold. But we have to get out there and we have to patrol. We have to be looking for those troublemakers, somebody who might be waiting for an ambush to start something. We don't know. And we're going to talk over some things you should be looking for. And then I guess in the south, I lived in Huntsville, Alabama for a while. And uh, hot, humid, nasty. Who wants to go out and check around the building? Probably not many people. But we have to do it. As sheepdogs, we have to be out there looking. So I want to go over some things that you might be looking for while you're out there. One of them is just people sitting in a parked vehicle for more than a few minutes. You know, maybe um, it's in the parking lot or around the side of the building or along the street. We need to be paying attention to those people. What are they doing there? You know, maybe they're just stealing Wi-Fi. You know, they're just using your free open Wi-Fi network. Maybe they're just looking for directions, you know, they're lost and, or they have a phone call or, you know, all those kind of things that probably a lot of us have done, pulled over for a moment to do something. But it could be much more than that, right? It could be that kind of that ambush or it could be some sort of stakeout to watch something, uh, you know, to case the joint, if you will, to figure out when's the best time, best way to break into this place or even worse, cause violence and trouble at it. So we need to be checking these people out and seeing what they're doing. Um, vehicle that repeatedly move, uh, drives by with occupants watching the church. We're looking for stuff like that. A person wearing tactical gear, and I'm gonna come back to that because we need to talk about um, auditors. Uh, long coats, uh, not needed for the current weather, a way to hide long weapons. Um, someone leaving the church, uh, getting something out of a vehicle from a hiding place or returning to the church. We talked about that shooting last week. And he comes in, he's there for a little while, but then during the break, while they're shaking, everyone's shaking each other's hands, kind of their meet and greet time, he goes outside, he's out there for a minute or so, and then comes back in. Could that have been the retrieval of the weapon where he might have hit around the building someplace? Um, we had another case where the guy goes out to his vehicle, pops up, open the trunk and, and pulling rifles out of it, pulling weapons out of it. Another one, you know, I like to think that if somebody leaves during the service or while things are still in progress, we need to be watching those people. What are they doing? Why did they have to go back out there to their vehicle? Now, it could be a completely innocent thing, but I'd like to think if, you know, they're pulling a rifle out of the back of the trunk, we're going to see that and we're going to be ready for that. Um, then, uh, okay, some other thing. People moving stealthily during the parking lot along the perimeter of the property. We've talked about car shopping, at least that's what we call it here. And that's basically they go through the parking lot pulling on door handles. And if they find a car unlocked, they go in there, they rummage through the glove box and the little center console and everything to get change or whatever they can steal. The other thing that's gone on is this, is auto thefts from church parking lots has gone up. And so they could be stealing a whole car. Um, so we need to be watching people out into the parking lot. Um, someone, uh, let's see, what else do we want to cover? Um, 
Uh, and then, of course, people carrying bags or boxes that are inconsistent with what's going on at the church that day. You know, why are they carrying a bag into the church? Why do they have a box? What are they doing? Sometimes these people have their weapons and ammo in these bags. And so we need to be watching that. And those are, that's suspicious people. Now, you're not necessarily going to pounce on them. We're going to talk about addressing people like this. But they at least deserve to be watched. And so if they do take that bag into the bathroom, you're following them into the bathroom. Because if they're opening it up to get out a weapon, um, you could possibly stop that occurring, you know, keep it in the bathroom or wherever, the hallway or wherever they go to hide to start getting ready. Um, strange behaviors, uh, face masks. We talked about this uh, on the last program too. You know, we should have a, a policy that you cannot have your face covered other than with a medical mask because, I mean, this is the old West bandits, right? You got your face covered. We want to be able to see people's faces. So if they're wearing uh, I've heard two pronunciations of this word, a babaclava or a baklava, whatever you want to call it. It's basically one of those things. Sometimes now they make them with like scary teeth on them and stuff like that. Don't allow people to wear their those. Say, listen, if you want to cover up for COVID, the welcome desk has some free masks over there. Go get that free mask. And so they have to pull that down. And if they were up to no good, they were up to no good. I told you my daughter... She'll see people coming into um, the place she works security, and um, and they tell them to take it off and tell them that they can get one of a, a free mask. And guess what they don't do? They first they say I'm wearing it because COVID, and they say, well, you can get a mask, you can't wear that. Then they pull it down and they walk in and they never get the mask. Why? You know, they get a lot of theft from people trying to do that. They get a lot of troublemakers, fights get started, all that kind of stuff because people feel like they're non, not known. I mean, we've certainly seen this with riots, right? People cover their faces, and it gives them additional freedom or safety, if you will, to vandalize and burn down buildings and all kinds of stuff. So um, one caveat that I want to make is for the people wearing tactical gear, um, and what you could have potentially there is what you call an auditor. They'll call themselves like a freedom of speech auditor or a right to bear arms auditor. They have all kinds of names. Um, based on what I've seen online, their primary goal is usually government offices, but they have tested churches at times. And what they do is they want to provoke a response. So they're basically dressed up like they're getting ready to go for war. They have cameras all over, uh, you know, on their body and they're recording, maybe even have a friend recording. And they're trying to embarrass an organization. Um, the one I watched uh, where they were doing it to churches, um, it was, it was a, a church that was predominantly black. And um, they were on the sidewalk trying to provoke a response out of these, uh, uh, these black people. Now you can imagine, because of history, this is extremely threatening situation. But what we have to keep in mind is this, is they're on a public street or they're on the sidewalk, a public area, they're not actually on church property. We need to watch them very closely, call the police, let the police handle it. Even if the police handle it wrong, it's the embarrassment on the police. It's not embarrassment on the church. Um, and that's all you need to worry about. Just watch them and just realize that could happen. But be prepared.
because if they are in fact a threat and you see them and you prepare for them suddenly charging the church, that's what you need to be ready to do or they start shooting, whatever. Um, all right, so that's that. So what do we want to do when we see a suspicious person that's up to something? The first thing we want to do is we want to let our team know that we see somebody suspicious and that we need to go check them out. And you want to at least go out there as two people, kind of the contact and cover, right? One person approaches this uh, suspicious person. The other person stands back at least six, you know, six paces, six feet, at least that far away, where they're close enough to respond to go hands-on if it turns into that, or they can respond in some other way, you know, less lethal or lethal force in order to help their buddy who's making contact with them. And the idea here is to be as friendly as you can possibly be. You know, you're there to help because there are a lot of good reasons for these behaviors. And so you say, hey, how are you doing? You know, welcome to church. You know, is there any way I can help you? Or something to that effect. If they're up to no good, you've just derailed them. One, two things, <clears throat> one, two things is going to happen. Either they're going to immediately attack you. Um, which hopefully you're prepared for, and that's why you have that cover. Or it's going to be, oh, I was just out here for a minute, you know, maybe they were smoking a cigarette and didn't want anyone to see it. It could be that, you know, or maybe they pulled over for directions, or who knows what they're doing. And they might have a very good reason. If they're up to no good, either they're going to attack you or you just derailed their plan because now they're identified. Now you're talking to them. And so whatever they were planning on doing, it's going to be harder for them to get away with it. If they were going to steal a car, now it's like, oh, I talked to them, and now they're going to be able to give police a description. And then through that interaction, you're going to detect that. You're going to detect how nervous they are or whatever. And you just continue to be friendly. You pry a little bit more if you need to, or you simply you know, ask them to leave the property if that's appropriate, or you're calling police. Um, you know, it's really up to you. It's about being friendly. It's using those verbal de-escalation skills and, uh, and just being alert, situationally aware, and prepared to deal with whatever you end up with, which could be that violence. So I hope this gives you some basic ideas. I mean, we didn't talk. We could have talked more about um, safety postures and stuff like that. But really what I just wanted to focus on today is just how important it is for us to be outside. Yes, we need to be in the building too. You know, you want some people in the sanctuary. You want some people in the lobby. You want some people patrolling back hallways and empty classrooms and stairwells and all that kind of stuff. But we can't neglect that outside. We have to be out there. Now, do I mean you're standing out there for two hours when it's 20 below zero before the wind even starts? Or, or if you're down south, it's 120 degrees and you're basically melting out there for two hours. No, I wouldn't say that. Just random patrols, you know, go out, do a lap or whatnot, and then come back inside. Um, I would say let's do it before the services, maybe a couple times during the services. Um, at one time just before the services lit out, right, because if it's going to be an ambush, they're going to show up just before church lets out. And then, you know, probably one time while people are out in the parking lot, sometime after service. So basically, we just have to get out there. I hope you get that. I hope that's the takeaway you get. Um, for my students that are out there right now, next week, so this coming Sunday, 
is our next class on active shooter response. It's going to be awesome. I know you're going to love it. So uh, I look forward to seeing you. Uh, for everybody else, uh, we started our new our new year, academy year. Uh, our first semester started, um, I'm, I'm sorry, our first quarter started yesterday. And we're going to push through all eight classes, only taking uh, one Sunday off over the next eight Sundays. We're taking one off for um, Halloween. And then uh, we start second quarter. So if you haven't signed up with us and you're thinking about doing it, I can tell you right now that early November uh, is the time to sign up for that second quarter if you're interested in attending these classes with us online. Or if you just prefer to train on your own time, you can sign up anytime because you're on your own schedule. But anyway, thank you so much for being here today. Um, if you like this video, share it, like it, comment it, all that good stuff. I really appreciate when you do that. Also, too, you know, if you if you want to get a conversation started in comment section, by all means, do it. I'd be more than happy to talk to you there if that's where you like to talk. Other than that, thanks for being here this week, and hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.